Today we're going to read about the story of Lot and the destruction of the city that he was living in. It's a dark story, and I think it helps us to have a little bit of understanding that this happens just 300 years after the flood. Did people learn their lesson from the flood of Noah? Well, I think you'll see in our story today. I'm so glad that you've joined me on Audacious Arrows, where we're becoming recklessly bold men and women of faith through the power of God's Word. Well, today our reading is going to bring us to the story of Lot. We're going to hear about Lot, Lot's wife, and his daughters, Sodom and Gomorrah. And we're going to hear about some great wickedness. Some of the themes in the story are very dark. And if you are more innocent, um, I hope that some of the things in this story will be a little bit over your head. And that's okay. You just need to know that there is great wickedness in the world, but we have a great God who is able to deal rightly with that wickedness. So if there's things in this story that you don't understand yet, just be okay with that and know that the Lord will show you what he wants you to know from this story. Let's give a little context about Lot so we understand what's going on here. So Lot had journeyed with his uncle, Abram, now Abraham, and eventually they got to a point where there was so many herds, they had a lot of animals and servants, that there was strife between Lot's herdsmen and his herds and the herdsmen and servants of Abram, and so they decided to separate. Remember, Abraham was generous with his nephew Lot and said, you pick which way you want to go and I'll take the other one. I'll take the other way. So he let Lot have the first choice. And Lot chose to go live in the Jordan Valley, which was fertile. It was lush and green and beautiful. And there were cities there. Sodom and Gomorrah were there. Zoar was there. And that's where Lot journeyed and lived. And eventually we find out that Lot ended up living in the city of Sodom. He took a wife from there and had daughters. Do you remember the story where there were the four kings against the five and they ended up capturing Sodom and Lot was taken with them and then Abram goes and he rescues his nephew Lot? Well, Lot ended up going right back to the city of Sodom. So now this is sometime later. Lot is living in the city. He has his wife from Sodom and he has two daughters. And we'll find out in this story that those daughters um, were engaged to be married. So they weren't married yet, but they had um, men that they were going to marry. We're going to see the word jesting in this story, which means joking, basically. And where we had left off last time was that God was speaking with Abraham. And there were it was the Lord and two angels. And they told Abraham about the plan that they were going to go and check out what was happening inside of Gomorrah and then destroy it. And Abraham begged and pleaded that if you find even just 10 righteous men, will you, will you be merciful and not destroy the city? And the Lord said, yes, if I find 10 righteous men there, then I will relent and I will not destroy the city. And the Lord went his way and the two 
angels that were with him go down to the city of Sodom. And that's where we pick up our story today. We're in Genesis chapter 19. So find that in your Bible, Genesis chapter 19. The two angels came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them and bowed himself with his face to the earth and said, My lords, please turn aside to your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you may rise up early and go on your way. They said, No, we will spend the night in the town square. But he pressed them strongly. So they turned aside to him and entered his house, and he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread, and they ate. But before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both young and old, all the people to the last man surrounded the house, and they called to Lot, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us, that we may know them. Lot went out to the men in the entrance, shut the door after him, and said, I beg you, my brothers, do not act so wickedly. Behold, I have two daughters who have not known any man. Let me bring them out to you, and do to them as you please. Only do nothing to these men, for they have come under the shelter of my roof. But they said, Stand back. And they said, This fellow came to sojourn, and he has become the judge. Now we will deal worse with you than with them. And they pressed hard against the man Lot, and drew near to break the door down. But the men reached out their hands and brought Lot into the house with them and shut the door. And they struck with blindness the men who were at the entrance of the house, both small and great, so that they wore themselves out groping for the door. Then the men said to Lot, Have you anyone else here, sons-in-law, sons, daughters, or anyone you have in the city? Bring them out of the place, for we are about to destroy this place, because the outcry against its people has become great before the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and said to his sons-in-law, who were to marry his daughters, Up, get out of this place, for the Lord is about to destroy the city. But he seemed to his sons-in-law to be jesting. As morning dawned, the angels urged Lot, saying, Up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be swept away in the punishment of the city. But he lingered. So the men seized him and his wife and his two daughters by the hand, and the Lord, being merciful to him, they brought him out and set him outside the city. And as they brought them out, one said, Escape for your life. Do not look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the hills, lest you be swept away. And Lot said to them, O oh, no, my lords, behold, your servant has found favor in your sights, and you have shown me great kindness in saving my life. But I cannot escape to the hills, lest the disaster overtake me and I die. Behold, this city is near enough to flee to, and it is a little one. Let me escape there. Is it not a little one? And my life will be saved. He said to them, Behold, I grant you this favor also, that I will not overthrow the city of which you have spoken. Escape there quickly, for I can do nothing till you arrive there. Therefore the name of the city was called Zor. The sun had risen on the earth when Lot came to Zor. Then the Lord rained on Sodom and Gomorrah sulfur and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the valley and all the inhabitants of the cities and what grew on the ground. But Lot's wife behind him looked back, and she became a pillar of salt. 
When Abraham went early in the morning to the place where he had stood before the Lord, and he looked down toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the valley, and he looked, and behold, the smoke of the land went up like the smoke of a furnace. So it was that when God destroyed the cities of the valley, God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot had lived. Now Lot went up out of Zor and lived in the hills with his two daughters, for he was afraid to live in Zor. So he lived in a cave with his two daughters. And the firstborn said to the younger, Our father's old, and there's not a man on earth to come into us after the manner of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine, and we will lie with him that we may preserve offspring from our father. So they made their father drink wine that night. And the firstborn went in, and she lay with her father. He did not know when she lay down or when she rose. The next day the firstborn said to the younger, Behold, I lay last night with my father. Let us make him drink wine tonight also. Then you go in and lie with him, and we may preserve offspring from our father. So they made their father drink wine that night also. And the younger arose and lay with him. And he did not know when she lay down or when she arose. Thus both the daughters of Lot became pregnant by their father, the firstborn bore a son and called his name Moab. He is the father of the Moabites to this day. The younger also bore a son and called his name Benami. He is the father of the Ammonites to this day. So let's walk through this story a little bit. This is, there's a lot of, of darkness in this story, isn't there? So we start out with these two angels that come to Sodom, and they're angels, we know that. The author of Genesis gives us that hint, but the men of Sodom and Lot himself probably don't know. They might just appear to be just normal men to them. And they're going to stay in the square, and Lot comes out, and he wants, he says, come stay in my house, and he is hospitable to them. He wants to protect them. And I think Lot knows how evil the men of the city are and he knows that these men can't stay in the, out in the square they need protection and they go into his house and the men of the city all of them it says all the people to the last man surround the house and they want these guests of lot to come out because they want to harm them and lot pleads with them to leave he even offers to send his own daughters out for the sake of protecting his guests, which that seems really strange to us in our time that Lot would risk the safety of his daughters. But during this time period, the, the rules and, and customs of the time would have um, made it very important that Lot protect his guests. So that's what he does. And these men, they actually reach out their hands and protect Lot and they strike with blindness all of the men of the city. And these men are so wicked that they wear themselves out trying to find the door. They want so badly to come and harm Lot and his guests. So then we have this scene where the men are trying to encourage Lot to get out of the city. We're going to destroy this place. The Lord has sent us to destroy it. So Lot goes to his sons-in-law the ones who were supposed to marry his daughters, and they think that he's just joking, so they don't go. And Lot continues to linger. Finally, the men say, 
get your wife and your daughters out of here lest you be swept away. And he continues to linger. He stays. So the men, these angels, end up seizing Lot and his wife by the hand, says the Lord being merciful to him. And they bring him out and set him outside the city. And they say, escape with your life. Do not look back or stop anywhere in the valley. I think that if it were not for these two angels and the Lord being merciful and actually seizing Lot, grabbing him and dragging him out, I think Lot would have stayed and been swept away with Sodom and Gomorrah. And Lot doesn't want to go to the hills where these angels tell him to go. He wants to go to a city called Zor. And they say, fine, go there quickly. And the Lord does destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. He rains down sulfur and fire, destroys everything, all the people in the city and everything that grows on the ground. And what does Lot's wife do? She looks back. These angels had warned them, do not look back. And and Lot's wife does look back. I wonder what was so wrong with that. Perhaps this was her looking back longing for her hometown, her city. Maybe she wanted to go back there. Whatever it is, she was turned into a pillar of salt. She's swept away with the city as well. This is really, it's kind of a horrifying story. But we do see that God is is just in this. He's destroying wickedness, right? The city is wicked. All of the men of the city wanted to harm these two angels. Why? And we don't get a real picture of Lot being this great guy either. You know, he lingers. He wants to stay here. He's been really determined to live in this city. He's already been rescued by Abram and gone back to the city again. So why is it that the Lord is merciful to Lot and his family? Verse 29 gives us a real clue. I'm just going to read that to you. It says, So it was that when God destroyed the cities of the valley, God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot had lived. So why is God merciful towards Lot? Why does he send Lot out of the city? Because he remembers Abraham. Lot is Abraham's nephew. Abraham cares about him. Abraham has has pleaded for him when he was asking about, for the sake of ten righteous men, will you not destroy the city? I think it's obvious that Abraham had in mind his own nephew, Lot, who was living in that city. And God is merciful towards Abraham, and he rescues, delivers, Abraham's family member, Lot, from this city. So let's look at the conclusion of the story. So now Lot's wife is gone. He just has these two daughters. And they end up not living in this city of Zor. In the end of the day, Lot is afraid to live in the city, so he goes up and he hides in this cave with his two daughters and it's clear that there's nobody else there they're alone because the daughters are like there's no one for us to marry here so lot has gone and hidden himself away what do you think of that what other options might lot have had i wonder how the story would have been different if lot had gone to his uncle abraham and asked him for help or better yet if lot had cried out to the lord for help and turned to the lord How might this story have ended differently? But Lot doesn't do that, unfortunately. He hides away in this cave with his two daughters, and the daughters are very wicked. They get their father drunk, and they have babies with him, which is a really dark and devious thing. 
and their children are Moab and Benami. Moab is the father of the Moabites, and Benami is the father of the Ammonites. And we're going to hear about the Moabites and the Ammonites throughout the Bible. There's more to their story to come. I'll give you a little hint about the Moabites. The Moabites um, were not a good people. They didn't follow the Lord. They did awful things. But later on in the Bible, Ruth is a Moabite. And Ruth is in the line of Jesus. She's an ancestor of King David, King Solomon, and Jesus Christ himself. So she's a very important character, and she comes from the people of Moab. So even though there's awful dark things that happen in this story, God has a greater purpose, and he can, um, he can redeem even these awful situations for his own glory, and he will one day. All right, let's look at our memory verse for this week. Do you have it memorized yet? This is Psalm 96, and this week we were working on verses 6, 7, and 8. It says, Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Well, in closing for today, I just want to read to you something that Jesus said about this story. And it's in Luke chapter 17, and this is Jesus speaking. He said, Just as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating and drinking and marrying and being given in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, just as it was in the days of Lot, they were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But on the day when Lot went out from Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. So will it be on the day when the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, let the one who is on the housetop with his goods in the house not come down and take them away. And likewise, let the one who is in the field not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to preserve his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life will keep it. This story that we read today about Lot and his family points us forward to the day when the Son of Man will come back and he will judge the living and the dead. And we need to remember not to cling to the things of earth like Lot's wife did. We need to run to Jesus. We need to be willing to lose our life for his sake because that's the only way that we will keep it. I'm so glad that you joined me today on Audacious Arrows. We'll see you next time.